Please remain listening. Your podcast will now be rotating backwards for your return to Earth. This is Opposite Attractions. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the experimental prototype podcast of tomorrow. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the extremely exhausted, I'm sure, after his lengthy uh, uh, studying abroad he was in Florida. It is Jim Murphy. Hello. Yes, I am very exhausted and slightly sick, but I will try not to cough into the microphone directly. Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite was the fact that I was like, oh, you were sick. I, I understand that post-Disney flu. That's something <laughs> that happened. And you were like, no, I was sick day one. I, I, I did things to a Shell gas station bathroom that... <laughs> Just absolute destruction. The Little Mermaid would be very disappointed in me. Look at this stuff. Isn't it... Uh, uh. Uh, and yeah, you, you got to see the 35th anniversary of Epcot, um, destruction of the, uh, of the atmosphere as they got the fireworks they did were insane. The, and the other, actually, if you want to talk destruction of atmosphere, that's the fires that are right outside of Disneyland. Wait, and if you've seen the pictures, oh, yeah. the sky's like orange and red and it's like, it's raining ash on yeah. like downtown Disney and people were just walking around like whatever. This is, I didn't know they did all this for not so scary. It's pretty nice. It's, it's interesting. Ooh, I, I actually heard because one of the other podcasts I listened to, um, one of the main Disney podcasts I listened to, they went to China and they said that they have stuff for Halloween in Tokyo Disneyland that like would never, ever, 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 ever be put here because it would be like, it's it's like like uh, Halloween Horror Nights level sort of. Wait, like, what? Like what? Like, uh, they said it was called, like, the Madness Maze or something, and you went in, and it was, like, all these little rooms, and they said they walked in one room, and there was a guest that got, like, dragged in, and they had, like, their head in a vice or something. Wait, a guest? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the specifics, so I don't want to, like, claim that, but they said that it was, it had a long line, and it was very, um, like, they, they were, uh, slightly terrified. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, Tokyo Japan, Tokyo Disney World is insane. Like we've discussed this multiple times. Like uh I watched the uh the Jungle Cruise that they have out there where you know normal Jungle Cruise is real funny back and forth like all right, we're going to make some jokes about the jungle and you guys are going to love it. Meanwhile, the end of like Tokyo Disneyland's Jungle Cruise is you have been brought to the ruins of Ka'al. Sacrifice one of yourselves on the mount or else you will be consumed by Ka'al and his minions. I, I think Tokyo is the one that's like owned by an outside company. I can't remember yeah. which one because, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the one with Disney Sea is owned by an outside company and they just they, they go to Disney and they're like, we have tons of money. Make us something. OK. And, and that's why that's why like their Winnie the Pooh is awesome and Mystic Manor is awesome and the Pirates is crazy and the Jungle Cruise is like five times better than anything we'll ever have. Yeah, that's that's why because they just go, we we have money. Here's money, and like they have the uh, the journey to the center of the earth with like the crazy animatronic like lava monster. Oh shit! I haven't seen this. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty long video uh, ride. It's the ride uh, track is sort of like a test tracky type thing where it's like you're in a car, but it's like 
stuck on the ground in a track, but it gets going pretty good speed, maybe not 65, but like in the 30s. Yeah. And you're like going up and down like little helms and stuff because you're trying to escape the center of the earth and there's like lava. And yeah, it's pretty intense. Oh, well, my favorite thing about you talking about Tokyo Disneyland <laughs> is you're like, they got Mystic Manor. They've got this amazing Pirates of the Caribbean and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Uh, the Winnie the Pooh, if you look up video for the Winnie the Pooh that's at Tokyo Disneyland, it is baller. It is amazing. What the hell? What is it? it, it it's trackless, and, like, you go into scenes, and I think they're in, like, four, you're in, like, a four, or you're, like, a six-car, like, grouping, and you'll go into these rooms that are, like, fairly large, and you'll be, like, you'll all go in different directions, and you'll start, like, dance. It's almost like you're on a fucking teacup ride. Like, you, you start spinning in all different directions, and then you when you leave, like, you might have went in the first car. You might leave being the fourth one. Or oh, the third shit. one. Like, like, it's all, like, yeah, you, you move around through the scenes differently, and, like, the animatronics are better, and, like, because really, okay. the one in Florida is basically like an like a like an amusement park ride from like a state fair. That's yeah. just a little bit better than 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 a state fair. I I just love that you were just like their Winnie the Pooh ride is so metal. I was like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> like they walk like you walk in as like Mad Max except Pooh and Biglet are on the end of the thing. Yeah, yeah Eeyore, Pooh would be Master e Blaster. Eeyore strapped to the front of the cart. Like what a day. What a lovely day. <laughs> Pulls off his tail and then stabs someone with it. It's like, holy shit, Tokyo Disney. You guys are nailing it. They they have a, another thing for Halloween. I think it's for Halloween. It's like a pop-up Avengers yeah. or like Marvel thing. And they said you go through and it's like Doctor Strange and the Guardians and Thor and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like all together. And they said you walk into a room and you'll be like, oh, that door over there is the way out to the next room. And then suddenly that door goes away. Wait, what? And then there's, like, another door up somehow, like, through special effects, like, some other door opens up somewhere else, and that's the, how you actually go to the next room. Like, they completely change, like, you you go into it, and it's, like, a complete surprise, like, what's gonna happen. And, like, the, the, there's people in, like, costumes, like, Thor comes out, and he's like, a, he's, like, a person in a costume, and he's like, we gotta do this thing, and, like, they have to be, like, improv everything. Dude, that's amazing. I, I and there's more there's probably more money wrapped up in that because and it's like only around for Halloween. There's probably more money wrapped up in that than there is like in anything in the yeah. on the states. Oh, 100 percent. Because they were like, let's get every Marvel property. What? We don't even get one because Universal's done stole them all. It is very sad. Like, it makes me kind of like I feel like at some point Disney's just going to go. We have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And we're just going to hand you a lot of money and you're just going to take that Hulk coaster and you're going to paint it orange. You're welcome. Or or whatever and then it's done. That's all that's going to happen. And well, you're going to take that Spider-Man ride and it's going to now be like like, you know, Bugfellow. Bug <laughs> or something. And here we go. This is Bugfellow facing his arch enemy, the yellow gobblegook. The yellow goblin gooker. Um, so, in case you guys didn't know, this is a show about theme parks and the fact that me and Jim, uh, we're, we're Imagineers in training, basically. And we are creating our own theme park, uh, which goes by the name of Apex, which Jim created, if you want to give us the whole laydown on I Apex. You want me to explain all of Apex? That it, uh, Basically, the idea is that it is a superhero-themed uh, 
park where part of the park is heroes part of the park is uh, is hero centric part is villain centric and then there's an area in the middle that is uh, a quote-unquote battle sort of area where i guess yeah. we've we've decided that rides would definitely be some sort of a split yeah like, like villain side slash hero side like essentially you as you go in i think the one thing we really are into especially like me because i worked at universal for so long and i loved harry potter world because it just felt so um inclusive like it brought you into a world of its own and that's what we're trying to do and then also to go a step beyond give yourself a character so you could be a villain you could be a hero who knows what you choose but when you go into the middle section rides it's basically like heroes to the left of me villains to the right (laughs) you know go in the correct direction um I mean, it's not, but I think we are also making sure it's not discriminatory to where (laughs) only heroes go in here. You can go in either side, but we're trying our best to try to make the rides, like, kind of even. Yeah, you're going to have to help me with my my dead person animatronic attraction that you challenged me to come up with. So, so, uh, every week we have a different challenge, so we can challenge to make, like, a spooky ride or a water ride. Well, last week I decided to thir- oh, two weeks ago because Jim was off on his mission trip to Disney World. He, uh, I gave him the challenge to come up with a ride featuring an animatronic of a dead person. Yeah, I, so I like actually, I actually slept a lot on my trip, so it was more like the green mission than the orange mission. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it! That's that is the smartest, dumbest joke I. <laughs> That will only work on this podcast. Yes. Any other podcast, so, you make that joke. So this this is an awful idea for an attraction with a dead person. It's actually three dead person animatronics. Okay. Um, I want to put it in the battle area, and this is what's confusing to me because I want a uh, basically you would go into this uh, theater, and like it would be like a theater in the round sort of a situation. Yeah. Um, half the people would be on the villain side, have the people on the hero side, and then out of the floor would come an animatronic that, that would uh, that would be essentially the spirit of Neil Armstrong. Holy shit, okay. And the idea being that he was the fifth uh, American to go to space and the first one to get powers. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess we should let it be known that in the world of Apex, you get your superpowers like the Fantastic Four by going into space, and that's how you get your powers. Wait, and so Neil so Armstrong was the fifth he, person uh, into space? Yes. I, I had to look this up. He was the third American and the fifth uh, person into space. Um, my idea is that basically he had he gained powers but couldn't tell anyone. Uh, originally, I was going to say that his powers were uh, that, that, that he gained was uh, really mundane, like that he was really good at um, uh, uh, shit. What is the phrase I'm looking for here? He's really um, good at minesweeper. Uh, no, it it was well. It was worse than that. He was really good at uh, knowing what a song was by hearing the beginning of it. <laughs> but then I remembered. Wait, that's John Glenn. Maybe I was supposed to pick John. Maybe John Glenn was the fifth American in the space. I can't remember. Um, either way, yeah, John Glenn was on Name That Tune in the 50s, but he was on the Name That Tune before he became an astronaut. He was still in the Navy. Yeah. And he, and he won. <laughs> um, but still, so Neil Armstrong comes out of the floor as a ghost, and he's basically like, look, I, I, I was the first person to get powers. I couldn't share with anybody. And now, like, I'm in the afterlife, 
and I'm really sick and tired. Oh, oh by the way, the attraction is called uh, SVM, capital S, lowercase v, uppercase M. Okay. Okay, and I'll explain why. The idea is that basically he is sick and tired of hearing uh, two other astronauts complaining about who is better than the other one. And the two astronauts are Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, they were the like sixth and seventh people to be on the moon. They went together. Uh, uh, Alan Shepard spent 56 more minutes in space than, uh, than Edgar Mitchell. And <laughs> the they pettiest kind of, achievement. And they, they gained, they gained powers, but yeah. And they, they, and they're kind of like, I don't know which one to make the hero or the villain yet. I'm, I'm leaning toward Alan Shepard being the hero because he's more well known of the two. I was fixed to say, if you make it to where one of them comes down with the just general superpowers, one comes down with the power of a bat, and you're basically <laughs> making Batman versus no, Superman my, Dawn of my Space idea, People. This, it's worse than that, is that I want I basically want them to be like Statler versus Waldorf. Oh my where god. Where they're just crotchety yeah. they're crotchety old men as ghosts and they're just they're just like throwing like shitty little barbs at each other about how one was a better astronaut than the other one. Yeah. But I need to find a way to make the crowd, the crowd of people listening to this crap, like battle to like, like if you go on in on the villain side, like you're supposed to be like trying to help like Ed, Edgar Mitchell win. And if you go in on the hero side, you're trying to help Alan Shepard win this like battle of the celestial or like uh, the spiritual old people. But and I can't figure out a way to make this work. I originally thought if you put like a screen in between people that you could do some weird thing with like like um Buzz Lightyear style blasters where like it would be see through but they could project stuff up. Or I thought that maybe it would be a little different where if you walk you'd walk in and you could like opt in to the to the like fight. Yeah. And if you so you didn't have to do it. Like, if you're, like, a little or a kid or something, but, like, the seats would somehow move, and it would be like you were part of, like, some machine that the that each guy was, like, controlling somehow, and they would be, like, attacking each other. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Well, you but have But I just like the choices. idea of these two idiots, of these two guys, like, like, <laughs> making fun of each other for, like, ten minutes while you, like, while everybody else, like, battles somehow. Yeah. Well, I- I've got two ideas. One, you can make it, like, a, just a straight-up show. Where basically, um, like at the end of uh, Muppet Vision, where they come out with the big cannon and then shoot it. Um, it's something like that, except instead it is a 4D experience. So they keep shooting like, you could say it's acid or something, and they've created weapons to shoot at each other. And it's just making the crowd uh, messy. And it's just this fun little, uh, dumb little 4D show you can go to. That's idea one. Idea two is even dumber. And it is... <laughs> And it is that, um, basically, uh, Neil Armstrong or John Glenn or whoever the hell is the (laughs) the orator in this uh, meeting of the minds is just like, we will solve this the only way that I know how. Do-do-do-do. And then begins... Oh, damn it. I, ha- I was originally just going to say it was going to be a quiz show about Apex, so whoever knew more Apex trivia was going to win. So, essentially, it'd be like if at Disney World you had a Disney quiz show. Um, no, and then whichever side of the crowd gets it more right is going to 
get a point. That was my initial plan, but now I like the idea that uh, basically, like you said, you can either opt in or opt out, and you will get a pick from the audience for yeah, a... Yeah, well they, well, they did do uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire play it at Disney for a couple years, where they gave out like cruises and stuff if you went the whole way. Yeah, well, uh, no, my, my new plan is now, because apparently to fit in with Neil, Neil or whatever our main guy's superpower, it is now named that tune, Heroes versus Villains. Well, yeah, John Glenn went on Name That Tune, but he, like I said, he did it before he went to space, so I, that didn't really work out. And I was trying to think of something really stupid that his superpower could be that he could easily hide from the public oh, for yeah. like, the rest of his life. I like the idea of it being a game show, though. So instead of him being, like, uh, instead of him having the power to always know, like, the music, how about he always has the power to be able to easily guess the answers to game show questions, and because of this, he is now a game show host because they won't let him on as a contestant because they know he'll instantly <laughs> win. So then, yeah, then what would the the ghosts what would alan shepherd and, and mitchell's powers be um I, 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 I don't know what their powers are at this point i think because they're so old their powers have gone downhill so now they're just well too- they're also they're also dead but they had to have real life powers maybe they don't have them in the afterlife yeah they don't you don't have them in the afterlife that's the big deal and that's why they're like and now we need you to fight for us in this <laughs> trivia the game. <laughs> in in this- bar trivia Yes. yes, it's not even about Apex. It's just like, hey, do you know who won the, the PGA Open in 2009? It's like, what the, f- what? Who cares? About- it could just be general superhero trivia or something like that. Ooh, ooh. Because I, I had the idea of like, uh, if, 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 I don't know if they could pull this off, but do something kind of like Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor where they have like... <laughs> guys backstage that do the voice that like that like the voice each of them and make and like they just roast each other oh that's what well, and they no, put no, no. and they put sound like like basically whoever gets the bigger laugh wins oh no they, i like the idea that they roast the crowd <laughs> they're making fun of people in the other like either the villain is making fun of the hero's crowd and then the hero's making fun of the villain's crowd and then I guess I mean you can't exactly have it be like who made fun of the other team better. So I guess when it comes down to the end of it, there needs to be some kind of just like you're right, we're both awesome and fuck these people. And then they go. Well, back I and- thought it could be random, like uh, like uh, Carsland's uh, racers. Oh, okay. Where, That's where not it's just bad. It randomly picks a winner. You don't know what side you're going to be. You don't know if you're going to be on the villains winning side or the heroes winning side until the show's over. Okay, I like this idea. You just have two old people come and, out and, and roast <laughs> roast you. And whoever, uh, Neil Armstrong is voiced by the same person that does the voice of Roz from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> That's one small step for man, Wazowski. One small step. You put that moon rock back where it came from or so help me. <laughs> I, dude, I love the the raw. I I, I like I I the Roz is like the best character in that movie. Just and and for for the laugh floor, just I've taken the liberty of making a uh, like a what is it? What's the fuck was it? It's like a greatest hits or something. 
oh, or a yeah. highlight reel. The, I've made the taking the liberty to make a highlight reel to share with the crowd, and then it's just him falling over. For it's two nothing minutes. but Mike getting abused. For, oh, Ross, you made that's uh, nice. Wazowski. <laughs> 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 All right, um, let's move on to mine. Now, I, I had a problem because this whole day I was coming up with all of these funny, like, dead people shows until I realized, like, oh, wait, I do have to fit it within the theme of this superhero are you, park. Are you going to use Christopher Reeve, like I said last week or, like, two weeks ago after the Don't show? spoil the ending. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, for a while I was going to do a, a, a Tower of Terror-esque drop ride based on Owen Hart's superhero character, the Blue Blazer. Oh, no. That is awful. That is awful. (laughs) Blue Blazer's dramatic drop, but no. I don't want to say the name of the ride, because it's going to give away some some stuff, but I have actually written the opening spiel, and um, it's going to be... It's going to have a certain actor... Um, This actor is not dead. He uh, It's actually revealed that he's undead. But oh, no. <laughs> but it's got an actor and he's leading you through. So you go in and you sit into this very carousel of progress esque stage, and uh, I'll I'll just give you the opening spiel right now. <clears throat> Whoa, dudes! Didn't see you there. Just kidding. Of course I did. This is my ride, dude. All right, let me introduce myself. I am Keanu Reeves, the world's only living vampire. Now, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Now I'm sure many of you have noticed that much like the finest of wines, I am in fact getting better with age. But in all <laughs> honesty, I'm here today to reveal to you people the truth: that I consume the raw acting talent of far superior actors and use it as life essence to maintain another sick day of surfing on sick California beaches. <laughs> But, as bitchin' as it was to spend my days ripping up the tide and acting in such hit films as Point Break, a film where I basically just surf for two hours, I realized that people are getting a little pissed that I was able to live on while their favorite actors died. So I've created this ride, Keanu Reeves' Act-stravaganza, to celebrate the careers of actors whose life essence I've consumed in my countless years as the king and only living vampire. But enough of this. Let's go take a look at what I've done, muchachos. And then, <laughs> then like Carousel of Progress, you go on to the next set where uh, it's revealed that one of the first actors he consumed the life essence of was, of course, infamous playwright and also actor... William Shakespeare, and the whole <laughs> ride is just uh, Keanu reenacting scenes of famous actors. So, of course, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether to tame a bitchin' nine-foot wave of Guatemalan shores or just to totally bail and drop out like a sick puss. <laughs> and then uh, you keep going around. He goes through other careers of people like Marlon Brando, Paul Newman, John Wayne, all of them. And then you reach the final one, and you see Keanu on stage, and he's wearing a totally nondescript superhero costume with a large red cape, blue tights, and a large S on his chest, (laughs) portraying the infamous role of Super Keanu, once held by Christopher Reeves. 
Now, initially, like, he's been kind of treating them with respect, making, like, small, snide, Bill and Ted-esque jokes, but nothing, nothing too hurtful. But then, of course, uh, he, he finally lets his ego get the best of him, uh, when he announces, asks to the crowd, Joe, guys, do you know what's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? What? Christopher Walken, dude. <laughs> now he should be the only one laughing. If anyone in the cart laughs, it or in the uh, stadium laughs, that is kind of revealing that they're a dick. Uh, <laughs> at which point, an animatronic Christopher Reeves rolls out in a wheelchair, revealing that Christopher Reeves never actually died. He's just been planning revenge. For it is revealed Christopher Reeves is also an immortal, known to many before his time as Van Helsing. He pulls out a mystic jar of acting essence. And um, so there's this part in Revenge of the Mummy where uh, the, the main bad mummy dude holds out his hand and you see smoke shoot from uh, a man's body and his soul is sucked up into the spirit of the mummy. Well, that's going to happen, except it's going to be Keanu Reeves and all of the acting life essence shoots out of his mouth and into this jar, allowing Christopher Reeves to kill Keanu Reeves as Keanu deflates into the ground, much like that girl in the weed commercials a long time ago. <laughs> At which point, uh, the, the bottle is now glowing and filled with acting essence, and Christopher Reeves turns to you guys, winks, pulls back an arm, and flings the bottle on a screen in front of you where uh, this big fireworks display goes off and then you get a great movie ride-esque compilation of some of the best moments of some of the greatest <laughs> dead actors' careers. And my favorite part about this is that uh, as as the years go on, they can up update it to include uh, recently deceased actors. <laughs> I feel like instead of bringing up uh, John Wick and uh, Point Break or whatever the movie is, I think you should have him uh, mention movies that no one ever really saw or that were or that were like really not un not known uh, modernly. Like even Cowgirls Get the Blues. <laughs> like he's really proud of them yeah. too. He's like, did you guys see Devil's Advocate? It was phenomenal. Hey, that was a good. It was a good movie. Yeah. It like, wasn't no, because of like, Keanu Reeves yeah. though. He's like, do you remember Side by Side? Oh, wait, that's a, that's a, never mind. I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Like, no, wait, what am I thinking of? They're like, River's Edge. He's <laughs> just some random background character. He's <laughs> just like, yes, I was in that as well. I'm a phenomenal actor. My name's Keanu Reeves. And I just, I mean, I guess it fits. The only problem is trying to fit it in with the theme of heroes and villains. But, I mean, I guess you could be like, he has a superpower. His superpower is lycanthropy. He's a fucking vampire. No, lycanthropy is uh, werewolves. Oh, well, uh, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, Christopher Reeves has lycanthropy. He's a werewolf. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be the best part is the whole time you just think he's Van Helsing. But then after he throws the bottle and you guys are all distracted by watching the really nice, like, in memoriam video, in the background you see his body turn into a giant werewolf as he <laughs> descends and begins I, eating the remains of Keanu Reeves. I find it funny that Keanu Reeves was in Bram Stoker's Dracula and he played Jonathan Harker. Oh my god! I didn't think about this. <clears throat> 
it was and Anthony Hopkins was uh, Van Helsing. Yeah, this this role was originally gonna go to Nicolas Cage, but I've done a lot with Nicolas Cage in recent <laughs> weeks, so I was like, let's throw Keanu a bone. I think Keanu's gonna enjoy this. Um, I my problem, I don't know where my placement is going to be for the ride. I I think it would fit well in the villainous section, cause I mean it's all about the the super villain vampire Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I think that would have to be where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I just she, think it's funny. Like everything, everything else is like really is completely made up and and like just like completely brand new IP. And then suddenly you walk in a ride and it's Keanu Reeves and it's actually supposed to be Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Keanu Reeves. And then it get, takes you through this like shit. What was it? Uh, I'm. It was the old ride at Disneyland that was like Hollywood Boulevard or something that what, took you. you mean you mean uh, Superstar Limo? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a Superstar Limo esque ride with horrifying animatronics. So yeah, that's that's what this ride is. Uh, any questions? Have Have you ever watched like Have you ever actually seen Superstar Limo and how I, bad it is? It's very I, very bad. I've not watched a full ride through, but I've seen enough clips to know I don't want to watch. It looks like Team America quality puppetry at points. Well, no, like, it's it's basic. It's actually like they're all cardboard cutouts. I don't think anything is three dimensional. Are you sure? I, I, all, I don't. I don't I'm think all, any of them. Maybe, but uh, 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 dog. I no. I think the normal, the quote unquote normal people. Uh, the little people like you and me, those are cardboard cutouts. But I think like the Drew Oh, wait, Carries... no. No, there is a Whoopi Goldberg that is horrifying. <laughs> oh, look at the Drew Carey one. The Drew Carey model is pretty rough, too. In oh, fact, they're that. all pretty rough. Let's see. I'm typing this into Google right now. I need <laughs> to see a picture. Oh, yes, I know. I've seen that picture. Holy crap. Yes. He looks like He looks like one of the characters from Dinosaur. Oh my god, he does. But I, you, the only thing is, this ride is not going to have all of these different actors. It's it is literally just Keanu. Also, Reeves. that was also a Disney property. Oh yeah, I know. During during uh, the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights, when it was at Hollywood Studios, one year they put the baby puppet that they used for the parade they did for Dinosaur in one of the windows on New York Street. And they put like a Santa hat on it and lights around it. They just hid it in one of the windows. Oh my god, that's great! The the apparently the best thing about that parade thing show was like the family of the dinosaurs was on the top of this float, and underneath the float were like cave girls in like very skimpy like loincloths, like dancing, like yeah. cage dancing. Oh my fa- my favorite thing about uh a- a recent animatronics. Have you read where Ellen is trying to campaign to get her animatronic back from the Ellen's universe? That would be amazing. It'd be like just in the background on her show. Uh-huh. Well she yeah, she was talking about it and she goes somebody commented and said that they believe it's currently being used as a pirate on Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> which made me go I have to ride Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean right now. Uh, so Jim, I think we have done it. We've created two new rides for this giant ass theme park. You know, the bad thing is when people do finally visit Apex, cause it's obviously going to be a real thing. One day they're going to be walking and be like, you know, there really seem like there are two similar rides for each time. <laughs> All the rides seem to have a lot of counterpoints. 
Um, so yeah, uh, Jim. That's what, that's what heroes and villains are about, counterpoints. Exactly. So Jim, what is our challenge for next week? I gave the uh, dead people challenge. I think I, I, I've decided after spending a week in Walt Disney World that I feel like our challenge should be uh, a nighttime spectacular of some form or fashion. Oh snap! Okay, so we like have like the- whatever whatever would be like the thing that would close the park down. Like it can be a fireworks thing. Like obviously something with like some kind of story, I guess, that we could tie into the park. Yeah. Or it can be like a theater in the round, like fantastic sort of a thing, which would probably be better for this. Uh, something like that. I, I no, I was just thinking go. like, what if the heroes and villains had different things? So on the villain, <laughs> the villain side, it's just. Wow, the villain side just keeps lighting up. Are those fireworks? Oh, those are gunshots. We do not need to be here. Uh, so, Jim, where can they find you on the internet? Oh I am on uh, Twitter at Apparently Smart. You can see I haven't posted a lot lately, even though I did spend a week in Florida. I did post a picture of my uh, Halloween costume that I wore for the uh, Mickey's halloween party where i dressed as a red tag card and they handed me a red they handed me a red tag card and they didn't realize what they were doing oh my god that's so good uh and of course you can find me on twitter at scotty mo that's s-c-o-t-t-y-e-m-o you can buy my book on amazon it's called queasel corp q-u-e-z-a-l-c-o-r-p make sure to check out the queasel corp podcast where i read out the audiobook and we discuss writing theories and it's actually about to become a D podcast as well all that can be found in addition to this and all the other great bs network shows on a load of pure bs dot Com. We got shows on there like Fight Boys, my pro wrestling podcast, uh, A Load of BS, where me and my buddy Blake, we basically just talk shit for a very long time. Jim's been on it a few times. Um, of course, you can find us on uh, on the internet at opposite-attractionsshow.com. It's and... just opposite-attractions.com. There's no show. Oh, damn it. I know shows. always mess in... it up. Shh. Opposite-attractions.com. Don't. Don't. Just edit. It's fun. No, it's okay. No. Uh, and of course, you can find us both on Twitter at up at show. That's O P P A T T S H O W. Are you down with O P P? Welcome back, listeners. Now, invites you to visit Project Tomorrow, an exciting world of new ideas and innovations, if the year was 2005, made possible by Ingenuity.